out time, so so we're ready to let our anger flow. We're ready to get pissed off. I, before the pod, shit on. before the pod started, I was really trying to find out what what would convey effectively, auditorily, the true emotional state that I am in right now, going into fantasy playoffs, and I think that incredible video uh, captures it pretty. Pretty, pretty, pretty well. Uh, it, it is, it, it is week fourteen, boys. We, we made it. We made it to fantasy playoffs. Do you remember Evan week week one preseason? We we were talking about contingency plans in case yeah. we did we did not get to a full a yeah. full slate of games. Yeah, I think I said something like, "If the NFL makes it to week ten, they're just going to plow through and finish." And that is basically exactly what is happening right now. <laughs> the NFL is plowing through. Games are getting almost canceled, but just moved back like four times, and uh, we're still playing fantasy. It's still happening. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm just glad we got we got the round robin in. We 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 have a regular season champion. It is Andrew. Congrats, Andrew. Congrats, Andrew, yep. for winning the regular season title. Well earned. Well earned. Uh, and also, if you're noticing, wow, Ben and Evan's voices sound mature and. And, and whole yeah. and not choppy and higher quality. Part of that is just us aging into maturity, like a fine wine. But part of it is also the technology upgrade we've just received, Ben. Yeah. Um, our, 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 uh, our, pr- our producer really dropped the bag for us, our AV guy, uh, Thomas Bai, a.k.a. the GOAT, a.k.a. the real OG listener. A.k.a. Tom- the defending champion. A.k.a. the defending champion. AKA second at state. <laughs> People forget. AKA Michigan. What, what's Michigan Tech's mascot? The Huskies. The Huskies. Go Huskies. I don't know. There's not really a nickname for that. Anyway, uh, shout out Tom. He he was listening to that podcast a couple weeks ago where our, it, it sucked. <laughs> to be to be quite to be quite. We tried. We tried our best. We tried. It sucked. So Tom dropped the bag. Tom got us some. Sick ass fucking mics that we we have draped over a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> we're still we're still definitely low budget. Uh, well, it's in terms of it's how we're doing this, the but. person the person the, the fucking Amazon guy tried to fucking pull one over on us by not sending us the full ensemble of uh, they're supposed to have these little well not to get too in the weeds but they're supposed to have like lapel clips so we can clip them to our shirts and be super legit but mm-hmm. we didn't get those we just got the mics so oh well it's draped over all lamp it's pretty legit it looks pretty cool uh <laughs> very um, high tech yeah very high tech but yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into it it's week 14 the playoffs are here besides draft day this is this is my i'd say this is my second favorite day of the 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 first the first day first week of the fantasy playoffs it's really the the excitement is in the air. You can really just feel it. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. We had sort of an anticlimactic week 13. I felt like everything was kind of like wrapped up and we kind of knew who was moving on and everything. But uh, that means that we're going to have a good playoffs. I think we got a bunch of high quality teams coming in at their peak. So yeah, I'm ready. All right. So who, who sh- who's our first match? Is it Tom J? Yeah, the, the first matchup we've got in the hopper, one that had no bearing on anything, is <laughs> Tom versus Jay. So let's not talk too long about it. Uh, I will note that these two teams are just immediately getting a rematch in the consolation bracket. So Tom won this one by 34 points, 88 to 55. Uh, big win for Tom. So he moves up to 
to five and eight. Uh, Jay moves down to five and eight. Both these teams were eliminated already, barring like a two hundred and fifty point game. <laughs> so they didn't do that. But it's a nice win for Tom. Uh, shout out to Tom for getting us this equipment. And also shout out to Tom for winning this game. Tom uh, all, Tom almost jumps Jay in the regular season if he had scored mm-hmm. if he had scored eleven and a half more points. Uh, he, not that that would have mattered either, but it would have given them home field advantage for this uh, consolation game coming up. So well, well and just the, by nature of Tom and Jay's palpable rivalry, it mm-hmm. just there there's certain bragging rights that come with that. That's true. Uh, I would almost I would almost say that, that regular seat like unless one of these guys goes on to win the consolation bracket, regular season almost matters more. Actually, because you're not going to be like oh like unless Jay or Tom win the consolation. Yeah, yeah. There. If if whoever wins this matchup loses in the next round or the last round, you're not going to be like, oh, I finished 10th in the consolation tournament and you finished 12th, you suck. Uh-huh. It's going to be Jay being like, I finished, well, is he even going to brag about finishing? Nope. No, we know. Both these teams will immediately forget about this <laughs> season. Uh, but Tom got big days from Josh Allen. He had... <laughs> 375 yards and four touchdowns against the Niners. Dude, he was picking apart the Niners. Yeah, that's impressive. I didn't watch that game. Uh, there have been too many primetime games lately, so I yeah. haven't been watching all of them. But, uh, yeah, Josh Allen seems to be kind of back in his bullshit. He had some down weeks there, but he, he's been pretty good the last four weeks or so. Yeah. A little hiccup last week. So, it's interesting, though, looking at Josh Allen's schedule for the playoffs. He's got Steelers this week. Broncos the week after, Patriots the week after that. Like, that's not ideal. <laughs> yep, and that's why he's on Tom's team, and not mine. <laughs> uh, Tom also got a big game from Marvin Jones, who has really been playing a lot, lot better the last, like, six games or so, which yeah. is a little surprising. I think we'd all counted Marvin Jones for dead, but he came 116 yards, one touchdown on 12 targets. Uh, Kenny Galladay is still out. Galladay, like, might be back eventually, but not super counting on it. So, Marvin Jones, right. definitely startable uh, until Galladay comes back, and maybe even after that. So, we'll see. I'm trying to figure out quick uh, what, because Yahoo is annoying and doesn't have the guys listed by position. I'm trying to see quick what Marvin Jones is ranked, because it's such a, we've talked about this before, yeah. but it's such a cognitive bias of when a guy starts out the first four or five weeks mm-hmm. dog shit, and you just write him off. Um He's up to over 600 yards and six touchdowns now. So he could easily get to something like 800, 900 yards with like 18 yeah. or something. like. Mar- a, Marvin Jones is wide receiver 34. Yeah, like which that's, is, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have expected that uh, you know, after like week seven. But here we are. He's catching a lot of touchdowns lately. So definitely a, a nice little guy for Tom. Right, right in between Mike Williams and Tyler Boyd. Uh, other things on Tom's team, Gus Edwards put up 101 yards on the ground on seven carries. <laughs> I think the, the Ravens had like 300 yards rushing or something in their game against the Cowboys, uh, which was like 100 from Edwards, like 80 from Dobbins, 50 from Ingram, and like 80 from Lamar Jackson or something. Like yeah. just insane numbers from everyone. Uh, so I don't know how useful Gus Edwards is when all of the Ravens running backs don't have covid but uh, this is a nice little game from him. Hopefully Tom will be able to continue squeaking out some points with that. Yeah, I, a nice little, nice little week from Damian Harris, too. He had had some bad weeks 
before, I think. Yeah. It helps when your team wins by 45 points, so they just give you the ball 16 times. So. <laughs> yeah, and Tom... Wait, I thought Tom picked up P. Ryan. Uh, he just got rid of them. Right. Oh, he yeah, just he just team. dropped he just dropped Piran for uh, yeah, yeah for Henderson. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, want to talk about Jay's team? Sure. Uh, yeah. So this is a rough week for Jay. Fifty five points. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff was good. He put up twenty four. Kenyon Drake had a touchdown. Scored twelve. Everyone else was pretty. Tyreek Hill. What a shit week. <laughs> when Tyreek Hill only scores nine points, you're like, what the fuck. No, but actually, this that, is that his, was his this, second worst game. This, so this is his only. This is his only week. Wow. So like, I don't really count the other one. We talked about this last week, but his other week where he had eight or nine was against Buffalo in that like snow game. He only had two in that game, so that was, or, that was a bad game. Yes, yeah, so that was a bad game. But that, that one gets an asterisk. Um, this one is like an actual legitimate, but it's it's funny because it's not even like a bad game. Yeah, right. it's still eight point eight points. It's just it, this, so this is this is in my opinion his first game this year on, under ten, like legitimately. Um, so that's pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, so Jay just had kind of a mediocre week from everyone except Kenyon Drake had fifty and a touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, it it was funny. I was, yeah. I was noting before we went on air that uh, Jay's bench almost outscored his starters. <laughs> he had Rashad Higgins on the bench. He put up a hundred yards in a TD, and Tim Patrick scored twice. So both those guys were around 16 points on this bench. Where is Tim Patrick going to go in fantasy drafts next year? Tim Patrick is, is having a way better year than I think basically anyone realizes. He has three games over 100 yards. He has five touchdowns this season. I mean, it's, it's hard to say, say Tim Patrick, the Broncos receiver, because they're going to get Cortland Sutton back next year, right? Right. They have, so, they have Sutton. They have Judy. They have Hamler. They have yeah. Noah Fant. And it's not like an offense that I think can support that many fantasy relevant players so they're probably gonna get a new quarterback i wouldn't be shocked if tim patrick is a very trendy like 13th round pick next year where it's just like you know i'm, I'm buying talent i think this guy's good maybe you know he outperforms judy or sutton doesn't quite come back to his normal self after what was injury. sutton's injury i think it was like achilles or acl or something it was so, one of the major ones for yeah. sure um yeah, that'll be interesting to see for sure. I mean, because he's been so under the radar this year. Like, I think yeah. if you ask people in our league who Tim Patrick is, like, a lot of them wouldn't know. Um, and part of it is, like, when a guy is just, like, on a... I feel like when you play someone, I feel like Jay hasn't started Tim Patrick a ton. That's time. the other thing. Even Jay doesn't trust him. Right. He's got him sitting on the And bench. so I think that's kind of the thing is that I think there's also a little bit of a... Of a... Of a like, a, a bias of, like, when you're matched up against a team... You're not really paying attention to how the guys on the bench do. You're paying attention mm-hmm. to how the guys on the starting lineup do. So then, like when you're playing te- teams week after week, and your the other guys in the league are looking at your lineup, they're not looking at how the guys on your bench do. Yeah, they're looking at your starting lineup. So yeah, it'll be interesting. This is kind of like what I said at the beginning of the year. There's just like too many slightly above average mouths to feed right now in the Denver Broncos offense where yeah. like and, and then no one competent to give them the ball. <laughs> right. So like I'm gonna assume that they will not go into next year with Drew Locke as their starting quarterback. Right, but then so then the narrative like, is it really the, gonna be an upgrade, like who whichever rookie they have starting instead, you know? Well like it probably will be. Yeah, but Dude, like, Drew how, Locke how Drew, Drew, they can't they can't be worse than Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like but, that's you know, the thing. Like, like it is it is by like by definition gonna be an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, like they're not going to have one of the, like, top, top rookie QBs because they've already won four games. So, like, they're going to be looking at someone kind of more, 
you know, they'll pick seven or ten or something. I think there'll still be someone there. They, oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure they'll get that. I'm sure they'll they, if, if they have a top ten pick... But it's not going to be Trevor Lawrence. Is what it's it's good. So, Lawrence and Fields will be gone, but... Uh, but like be white pe- people, people are talking about Zach Wilson. People are talking about Trey Lance. People are talking about Trey Lance. Um, NDSU. Who's the Florida guy? Trask. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like I don't, I don't know. I don't think Trask is a for a, a top ten talent, but I don't know. I think they'll, they'll go with the quarterback at whatever pick they have. They'll get somebody. Yeah. Um. All right. Do we yeah. want to move on? Um. Sure. Alright, uh, next game. This one was consequential, uh, although it turned out that both these teams made the playoffs. It's Henry versus Ryan. Henry won the weekly bonus, put up 122. Ryan finishes with 94 points, so a pretty high-scoring game. Ryan had a tough loss last week, too, so Ryan finishes 5-8, and eight, uh, yeah. but he did get the uh, bonus spot in the playoffs, so he is in. Evan, or, uh, Ryan needs to send you a little thank-you gift for losing to Joe, because if, yeah. you, if you had lost, if you, if you had beaten Joe... Then Joe would have gotten the wild card, and Ryan and, and Connor would have gotten the last spot, and then Ryan would have missed, right? Yeah. So you're welcome, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome for me scoring only sixty points once again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's talk about Henry's team first. He put up 122 points. Uh, Darren Waller was the guy this week. 200 yards and two touchdowns. Such a nice stat line. Such round numbers. Uh, Waller had only gone over 100 once this year, so putting up 200 yards on 17 targets is pretty insane. Yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy looking at um, like the fantasy tight end rankings. It's like Travis Kelsey, and then 50 fantasy points, and then Waller, and then 50 pa- fantasy points, uh, and and then it's like Hawkinson or whoever it is. Actually, I'm going to look up how many tight ends have scored 32 points this entire season. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, just while, so while you're finding that, like, not only did he have 202 touchdowns, but what might be crazier, like, what might be more impressive than the 200 yards and the two touchdowns, 17 targets. Yeah. 17 for a tight end? That's insane. 13 receptions on 17 targets for 200 yards and two touchdowns. That's So there have been 32 other tight ends that have scored 32 points the entire season. So in that one game, he was like, uh, like a low-end tight end, too. I love it. <laughs> For the season. For the entire season, yeah. Um, so is this, is this just really to say that Nick was right to hang on to George Kittle? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so shout out to Aaron Waller. He helped mask uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who didn't play. Uh, this was a tough one for Henry, because I assume he was monitoring the situation. Uh, Clyde was sick the whole week, not with COVID, but just like a regular illness. But then they declared him active, so I assume Henry was like, all right, let's lock him in. We're doing it. But then he just didn't play. It was an emer- like an emergency. Yeah. Like, yeah. That sucks. Like, week 13, to have that kind of thing happen. Like, I'm glad that Henry uh, didn't lose because of that. That definitely fucks some people. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, out, of, out of, like, there is definitely pe- lots of people out there who are, like, fighting for a playoff spot, and Clyde just, like, fucked them. Yeah, definitely. Uh... Yeah, that's kind of like worst case scenario for a fantasy manager because like you did all you could, <laughs> and it's right. like you can't, you know, you couldn't have done that. Uh, another... pretty, pretty big for Henry, as I saw mentioned. Uh, JD McKissick, Gibson has this turf toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty clutch for Henry. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that McKissick is like gonna set the world on fire. But I'll it definitely... be interested to see how many carries they actually give him because like McKissick has been their receiving back only for most of the season. But, you know, if he can get up to, like, 10 carries, he's, like, very useful. Um, 
And even if he's only at five, you know, he, he's going to keep doing what he has been doing, which is like eight catches a game or whatever. Yeah, and um, Kiki QT has very clearly entrenched yeah. himself as the wide receiver two in Houston QT. now that Will Fuller is out. He did. He, I mean, so QT put up 141 yards. So that, that was much better than any of us even expected, I think. Yeah. Uh, pretty stoked about that. That was that was fun to see. So uh, Henry's got to be excited about kind of the, like the lower level guys like McKissick and QT on his team are, are kind of running in the shape. They're, they're in good situations right now coming into the playoffs. And hopefully the upper level guys like Chubb and Edwards Lair and Waller can, can keep producing. So Should we mention like what each team's like fantasy playoff thing is as we go along? Well, we're gonna talk about the games at the end. Well, I mean I I just mean like briefly mention. So like Jay Jay is playing Tom again yeah. in the first round of the constellation. Henry is playing myself in the first round of the championship bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm interested to see what Henry decides to do if McCaffrey is inactive because then he kind of has it's like who does he sit out of um McKissick QT <laughs> yeah. and Mike Davis yeah, um because right. Mike Davis has been kind of like he at the yeah, base he's been of, kind of mad he, he, well he he, he, he he it's been kind of hit or miss um but are you really gonna start Q- QT over Mike Davis yeah like, I, I think you gotta go with Davis because he's just gonna get volume if McCaffrey doesn't play or even like McKissick, like they're going up against San Francisco, like they have a good run defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, or like even Clyde, like I, you know, like would like would you sit Clyde right now? Um, I think I think it's worth thinking about. Yeah. Um, so it's like out of Clyde McKissick, QT, Mike Davis, which one are you sitting? Well, hopefully McCaffrey will solve this problem for Henry and just play this week. I'm just, trying to sow, I'm just trying to sow some doubt into Henry's, uh, Henry's decision-making the here. <laughs> the mind games start now, you know? But yeah, I think Henry's definitely trending up. He's had a number of pretty good weeks lately, so uh, he's trending up, headed into the playoffs. Uh, Ryan is also trending up, so uh, Ryan is going to play Andrew. He was actually the first pick in the playoff draft, which I was a little surprised by. I thought Joe was going to go for his pick. Really? And, and he only went third. Well, Joe hasn't been that good lately. Uh, and, like, I will say it was pretty tight. Like, I thought I thought that any of the four could have reasonably been chosen at any of the spots with, with uh, maybe Tim being kind of a, a more obvious, like, later pick. I thought – I think like, it was very clearly between Ryan and Henry. Really? For for Andrew. So what did you what – we're getting a little bit off topic here, but what did you think about Joe that made you not want to pick him? So I, 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 think, I think Herbert has – a, a great matchup. They they have. Yeah, what uh, is it this week? It's Falcons. It's they have Falcons. Yeah. He has DK. They have the Jets. Mm. Um, James Conner is back. I mean, I just look. I yeah. just. I, I guess just, maybe I'm just. I'm just like Joe. Just scored seventy points against I, me or something because Herbert sucked. <laughs> I just look at. I I just look at Joe's team and I just I just there are more guys that scare me top to bottom than Henry Ryan's teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Like Adam, like his team had some kind of uh, injury issues, I think, like with especially at the running back position the last couple weeks. But um, like if you go down the line, like Metcalf, Thielen, Mostert, James Conner is going to be back this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Deontay Johnson and Robbie Anderson are both guys who yeah. can. I mean, they're they're pretty hit or miss. But if I'm if I'm thinking about a team that like I think my team is pretty high ceiling, and like I think. It is more likely that Joe's team could match my team's ceiling than 
Ryan or Henry. I just don't see I don't see Ryan or Henry's teams having as likely of a of a chance to to really hit that ceiling cuz like I don't know. Uh so let, let's uh let's get back to the game at hand talk about Ryan's team. Yeah. Uh let's see what happened here. So man, good week for Jonathan Taylor. It's interesting to see him kind of like retake that job. Yeah, that's been such a weird yeah, it's thing really been this back season cuz like Taylor had like a 3 week stretch like weeks 8 through 10 after their bye where he really wasn't very good at all. And then all of a sudden he just like started getting run again. He missed a game with COVID last week, um, but bounced back this week. 130 total yards and a touchdown. So that's definitely encouraging. I would I would imagine you know he's a rookie at the end of the season. He's going to start getting more and more carries as the coaching staff kind of trusts him more. So that's good to see for Ryan. Um, Jarvis Landry had another good week. Yeah, shout out to Jarvis Landry. The Browns are great. The Browns are nine and three. Uh, playoff Browns are coming. I can't. I can't wait. Oh yeah, I don't think we've talked about this. Um, first, first time since two thousand two, the Browns are in the playoffs. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be wild. I'm sure they're gonna lose in the, their first game by like fifteen points, but <laughs> I I can't wait for that. Uh, it's gonna be very fun. Um, yeah. Like besides, like Kelsey had nineteen points, but that's just like what Kelsey does. Yeah. Um, but so I think like Jonathan Taylor and Landry are kind of the two, the big. Two big hitters from... Oh, I do want to say, so this happened this week. Uh, Josh Gordon was ruled eligible starting in week 16. Uh, so that's the last two weeks of the regular season and the last, literally the last game of the fantasy season. And Ryan picked him up. I, you and me were kind of joking about this, like, who's going to pick up Josh Gordon? Because I don't think either of us thought anyone was going to. I was like, it. you're going to get... So, so say that Ryan wins his next two games. He gets to the championship game. And he's sitting there, he's looking at Josh Gordon, who has not played a game, a real game of football in over a year, and hasn't been good since, like, 2014. And I, think says, 20, I think 2013. I, lock him in. 2013 was a really good year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's I, like, just what, what, in what scenario do you use Josh it's, Gordon? It's entirely year? for the meme, Evan. Yeah. So I, I think, I think, I, I, get think that. I think this is entirely for the meme. Uh, but, like, leave the memes to, like, the consolation bracket, guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, Ryan, you're in this to win a championship. Like, this team, like, I wouldn't call it a favorite, but it definitely has a shot. Uh, like, I think there's a lot of parity this year. So if one or two of the favorites go down, it's wide open. And, you know, wasting a bench spot on Josh Gordon, I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't know. I'd be pretty shocked if this Ryan team. I think I think Ryan is pretty clearly the underdog in um in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it's the playoffs. Basically, anything can happen. <laughs> like, I would consider your team to be a fairly heavy favorite, but like outside of that, like I have no idea. Um, and I don't think Ethan or Quinn are gonna win. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's move on to our next game. Keep it rolling here. I do. For the record, I love the Josh Gordon pickup. I think it's great. Oh, let's see what percent owned Josh Gordon is. Oh, of course, my computer takes forever to. For some reason, when I click on these little things, it always... 4%, 4% rostered. 4% rostered. I love it. <laughs> nice. All right, uh, next game I've got, Connor versus Nick. Yep. Uh, this one wound up, both of these teams did not make the playoff. Connor was real close to getting in a few different ways, but he couldn't quite get over the hump. Uh, so, he, But he did win this game, 93-85. to 85. So Connor wound up with a bye in the consolation. He'll get this week off. And Nick is playing me in the consolation first round. Worked out pretty well for you. Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of came down to like whoever won uh, 
whoever lost this game, I was going to play the consolation. I definitely wanted it to be Nick and not Connor. Uh, Nick is just a little more injured um, and has been a less good team than Connor throughout the season. So I was happy that uh, this turned out this way. And Connor's team name is Regicide, and we do know that you are Supreme Leader General Secretary. That's a good point. Yeah, that definitely could refer to me in one reading of that. So, um, Will there be an assassination attempt? <laughs> who knows? Well, you know, if I, beat, if I do beat Nick, then I'll play Connor in the second round of the Constellation. So we'll see. Um, we'll see if there's an assassination attempt. Yeah. Uh, so Connor puts up 93 points and wins. Uh, kind of the standard performance from Tavante Adams, scoring two touchdowns. God, he has 13 touchdowns. He has scored at least one time in the last seven games for the Packers. God. <laughs> yeah, um, Connor's week is pretty much a standard week for Connor. Uh, I don't, nothing really. The only thing that jumps out at me is uh, Dante Adams had probably seven more points than he usually does. Uh, he had 24. It's, it's funny, like, Devontae Adams kind of has, like, the Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey kind of thing going where he scores a shit ton of points and you're just like, yeah, whatever. It's just yeah. kind of like what he does. Like he put up 20, like, like I looked at Connor's lineup and I saw Adams had 24 and Fulgham had zero. And my, <laughs> my, my mind like latched onto the Fulgham thing more than the Adams thing, which is like pretty telling for the kind of year that Devontae Adams has had. Yeah. He scores 24 and you're just like, oh yeah, that's like, that yeah, makes sense. Whatever. Um, yeah, let's pour one out for Travis Fulgham. He now has 32 yards receiving in his last four games combined. Uh, so, I mean, Travis Fulgham, you can just cut. I, I would assume that Connor will not be starting him once he gets DJ Moore back um, from injury. And DeAndre Swift will hopefully be helpful by the time Connor plays next week. So, yeah. It was, it was great while it lasted for Travis Fulgham, but that time is over. I think uh, Connor's maybe a little bit disappointed in Brandon Cooks, who only put up 65 yards in his first game as the Texans' number one receiver. He did miss a little bit of time uh, for a concussion, a possible concussion in that game, uh, but he did clear the protocol, so it sounds like he should be playing this week, which is uh, encouraging. Yeah, especially when you see QT get, like, yeah. what did he have, like, eight targets, 140 yards or whatever? Yeah, yeah. so. It's not like Cooks was bad, but he just didn't... Uh, he didn't really smash like we thought he might. Yeah, uh, he still got the win, so... I also want to say, Matthew Stafford scored 26 points. That's the most he scored all season. Against the Bears, no less. Over 400 yards, three passing touchdowns. In the first game since Matt Patricia was fired. I was going to say, we. <laughs> I, I noticed this last week. We totally forgot to mention that Matt Patricia had gotten fired, which which yeah. made me sad because you hate Matt Patricia. I hate Matt Patricia. I was pretty pumped. Why didn't, we, why didn't we Why didn't we? Yeah. immediately talk about this? Uh, it, it's, it's a great month for us because Patricia got fired. Adam Gase is going to get fired, you know, three hours after the season ends or something, if not before. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be great. So what do the Lions do with Matthew Stafford? I don't, so he is a free agent, right? Right. Um, which is interesting. I mean, Matthew Stafford is an okay quarterback. Like, he is not going to tank your team. He's perfectly fine. But, like, the rest of this team needs a lot of help, and I don't think they're going to contend soon. Right? I think the Vikings I think the Vikings should go after Matthew Stafford. I mean, the Vikings can't get rid of Cousins. Like, they, they're, they're locked in with Cousins. No, they trade Also, like, that's not even that much of an upgrade. They should trade Cousins. <laughs> but, they, you know, who's going to take that on? Anyways... Uh, Trade Cousins in a first. For do we think someone. that? Do we think that Stafford? Do we think this is a one game only thing? Just a weird, one time thing? Or do we think that getting rid of Patricia, installing uh, Daryl Bevel as head coach, 
Well, Bevel is a QB guy, isn't he? He's an offensive coordinator guy. Yeah. yeah. So, it's possible. They've got the Packers next week. That's an okay defense. They've got the Titans' very bad pass defense. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe Stafford's a thing. Maybe Connor can feel comfortable. When you got Baker, when you got Baker on the bench, though, it makes it makes you think about rolling with Stafford. Yeah, Baker also had his best game of the week. Yeah, <laughs> best game of the year. This week, four touchdowns. And he, and he has the Giants and the Jets, or, or I guess he yeah. has the he has the Ravens. Now. Oh, Connor's, well, Connor's not, not playing. Connor's not playing. Yeah. He has the Giants and the Jets. Uh, I would, I would. I mean, you. It could be kind of. I mean, we saw the Giants' with, defense is actually good, though. That's true. I mean, we saw we saw it with Deshaun, but I mean, you're for for fantasy purposes. Like the Giants' defense is good in a vacuum in real life, but their offense can't stay on the field. Yeah. So it's like, if their offense can't stay on the field, then... But the Giants play a bunch of low-scoring games, and I think the Browns are perfectly happy to play that kind of yeah. game as well. So I think we saw it with we saw it with the Texans when they fired Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Watson kind of had a renaissance of sorts. And, true. And, uh, I mean, this could be the same thing with the Lions with fire. And, I mean, these guys, it should not be understated how much these guys hated Matt Patricia. <laughs> yeah. I, usually, like, when a coach gets fired, it's, like, fairly, like... Cordial, and it's like, oh yeah, it's just the business, you know. Like, you know, you gotta win games, and you know, sometimes coaches get fired. But there were several guys on Twitter who were, yeah. who were tweeting stuff like, "Thank God." You know, Kenny Galladay is doing like eye emojis to the uh, uh, announcement on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Darius Slay, who's on the Eagles now, I think. Yeah. Um, Darius Slay tweeted, "Oh, I thought I was the problem." <laughs> Because you know he was their star, <clears throat> he was like their star def- defensive player, and yeah. they they traded him. I love. Um, you hate to see it, but yeah, I think I it it was pretty. I mean, Patricia tried to do the like Belichick, um, yeah. like drill sergeant thing, and it just didn't really work because he doesn't have. I mean, it's 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 kind of like a chicken or the egg thing. Like you can only do the. The uh, like yeah. the you can only do that kind of shtick if you have like a proven track record of like Super Bowl caliber coaching. Yeah. If you're gonna be a hard ass, you need to like earn people's respect first, uh, which is hard to do, and and he clearly didn't. So, right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Nick's team. Uh, so Nick finishes up the year at five and eight. Uh, what tenth place in the standings? So kind of a. Kind of a mediocre week for most of Nick's team, except Corey Davis was great. Uh, he's actually having a pretty good year. Kind Nick, of is a, Nick is 11th in the same 11th, yeah, yeah. I counted it wrong. Uh, so Corey Davis actually having a pretty good year, uh, kind of under the radar. He put up 182 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets uh, for the Titans. So, man, Corey Davis is going to be over 1,000 yards this season. Like yeah. Five or six touchdowns. Like, that's pretty good. Uh, I think we, we alluded to earlier, Antonio Gibson... Uh, had what, a toe injury. Yeah, really bad turf toe. Yeah, so that sounds like almost certainly not going to play this week. He's already doubtful. Doubtful is he's, not a good sign. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to play. <laughs> yeah, um, which I'm pretty pumped about having to play Nick because Gibson's been quite good. Uh, kind of tanked him this week though. You know, with the, when that kind of injury happens early in the game and you only lose by eight, that's uh, unfortunate. Uh, Todd Gurley also dealing with some issues uh, with his arthritic knee. Which has been, you know, a big thing for Gurley in the past. Yeah. One more thing on Gibson, quick, is yeah. that I'm glad that he had his huge week last week, and he had some good weeks before because, uh, in the event where he's done for the rest of the year, if the if football team shuts him down, 
I'm I'm still validated with my with my I'm I'm proud I'm so proud of that that pick. Uh, I, I I'm bummed that he uh, I'm bummed that he got hurt a little bit. I wanted to see what he could do in the fantasy playoffs, but yeah. um, yeah, the turf toe stuff can linger. I mean, you yeah, you hear, yeah. you hear turf toe and you're like, oh, it's just like a little toe injury, but like yeah. until you have a toe injury, you don't really realize like how painful it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. I, I, that kind of stuff can. Winger, yeah. but uh, what what's up with Gurley? Uh, Gurley's got a knee thing, as per usual, the same knee thing as it always is with Gurley. Um, the, so the arthritis. Yeah, so he did he did get eight carries in this game, but that's obviously not what you hope for out of Gurley. And really, he's getting a ton of his value from goal line stuff, anyways. So when you take away half of his volume, that really hurts his value. Um, I, we were talking before we went on air about just like. If he if he's really only gonna play halftime the rest of the season they're gonna take it easy on him, it's it's kind of hard to start him, because <laughs> like this isn't a great offense, and he's gonna be so touchdown reliant. But yeah, I'm glad that you said it because I didn't want to like tip the hand with uh, start sit decisions, but uh, like I don't think you can start Ty Gurley. Like, well, I, I mean, I, when like, you look at Nick's other options, he almost has to. Oh, uh, that's a good point. But uh, like, do like I would I would auto start Joshua Kelly over. Thank oh, no. I, I I know, <laughs> dude. You you cannot roll with Gurley. He, I mean, Kelly didn't have a single carry last week, so he had he had he had a touchdown the week before, but that was before uh, everyone was healthy. Now everyone's healthy for the Chargers, so. Oh really? I don't love it. I don't love Josh Kelly. All right, never mind. You can't start <laughs> Kelly. I thought. Oh wait, so everyone was healthy last week. Didn't Balaj not play? Balaj didn't play in the week twelve. It's like Balaj and. Eckler are in front of Kelly, so oh. Kelly's like a third string running back on a bad team. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I guess he does. I guess Gurley could fall in the end zone. Yeah, right. It, yeah. Like Gurley can do that, or you know, at least he's gonna get you three points or something. You know, like it's a little ironic because if Nick's bench was better, he probably wouldn't have started Corey Davis. <laughs> but, he, <laughs> yeah. but he but he did. Uh, let's see what else on this team. Terry McLaurin had a disappointing game. Uh, the Steelers defense does this to a lot of people, but he only had 14 yards. Easily his worst game of the season. Wait, they won? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, go football team. Uh, the <laughs> NFC East is lit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pittsburgh was undefeated, right? Yeah. The worst 11-0 team of all time. <laughs> <laughs> now 11-1. Oh my gosh. But oh, yeah, the, they, the, Steelers they, 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 the Steelers did not James Conner, though. Yeah. Uh, I think that kind of hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's uh, their starting running back. Like he's yeah. It's, Snell didn't do Snell. Has, Snell hasn't been doing jack shit. It's something. Um, but I mean, the football team did it without uh, Gibson for most of the game, That's a good and with McLaurin doing almost nothing. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, anything else with Nick's team? No. Okay, let's uh, move on then. Next game we. I guess I guess one last thing with Nick's team is. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter because Nick doesn't have a bench, but like. Miles Sanders, man, Miles Sanders, Gee, like, very, very disappointing. I mean, I, 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 if, I, if, I, if I'm if I'm you, Evan, I am just like licking my chops right now. I'm, yeah, like, I'm, this is as like, good of a match. Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley, like, can you? Uh, if only like Nick had, if Nick had like Clyde, like, <laughs> like, like Miles Sanders. If you want to make a, a Mount Rushmore of like running backs that you like don't want on your team right now, it's Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley, Antonio Gibson, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Well, Clyde just got sick. Now that he's now that he's back, do we know that he's back? I mean, how long are you gonna be sick for? Like, it's not COVID. Like, what did he get? You know. I don't know. 
But it's like, I, I think it's a little misleading to just say, oh, Clyde was sick. Like, he was bad. He's been, he, he has. Yeah, a, but like, he, not as bad as, you know, Miles Sanders. About as bad. Like, Clyde has not been good the last three or four weeks. I want, I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, uh, like, part of this is me trying to sow doubt into Henry. But, like, it, like not entirely. Like, I just, I want to get away from this notion, like, just because the, I mean, I think we just think, like, oh, because, like, Tyreek and Mahomes and Kelsey have all been good. Like, Clyde has not been. Yeah, I mean, he's good. not, like, amazing or anything. I just think, like, he's a, he's above the Todd Gurley tier of, of running backs at this point. That's fair. Um, all right, let's move on to our next game, which is. I, I, was, I just, I pumped those guys all together because there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And you want certainty, right? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Tony versus Quinn is the next game. Tony wins this one pretty tight game, 98 to 96. Uh, this one wound up not mattering a ton either, so we can maybe go quickly through it. Obviously, we don't like to talk about Tony <laughs> on this podcast. How do we feel about Tony getting a buy in the consolation? That's, you know... At least he didn't like, make the playoffs. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> he didn't make the playoffs. Like, like you yeah. can easily kind of luck into the 10th seed. Like, that's, that's true, that's true. Do. Um, yeah, I, that being said, like, I do think Tony is a threat to win the consolation. Uh, yeah, this is a good he team. He absolutely is. Like, if... Because he's got Kareem Hunt, he's got Alvin Kamara, he's got Austin Eckler back. Uh, you know, like, if Derek Carr plays well, like he did this week, he put up 32 points against the Jets, uh, <laughs> including that famous final touchdown, then, like, Tony's team is going to be pretty good. Uh, he got a couple of touchdowns from Jamison Crowder. Shout out to Jamison Crowder. Um, yeah, like, like, there are guys here that definitely give Tony a higher, a higher floor, I think, than most teams in the Constellation. So... He's going to have a week to arrest his guys and come back and try to win two games and get the number one pick. So, I don't know. Do you want to talk about any of these guys or not? Really? Just, just one. Um, I think Tony's probably one of very few fantasy owners in Yahoo who got stung by Derek Carr last week against <laughs> the Falcons and then rolled with him against the Jets. Yeah, you can like, never be sure with Tony if that was an intentional decision. Well, you didn't, you didn't, let me finish, let me finish. Uh-huh. Like, and I'm sure it was just because of total apathy uh, and, and just not giving a shit. Uh, because, but I mean, it's, it's just like a funny like lens into like recency bias and stuff. Like, like, and, like we know the Jets' defense is bad mm-hmm. and like you try to stream against the Jets' defense, but like you just don't want to get stung by this, you know, when Derek Carr, like, just, like, fuck, he scored, like, point six or something two weeks yeah, ago was, like, less of a point. against Atlanta, and, like, I'm, I'm proud of Tony for representing our league well with the, uh, you know, recency bias and stuff, even if it was totally accidental. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson also had a nice game on the bench, but did not have as nice a game as Derek Carr. Right. So. Tony just knew. Tony would have lost if he had started Lamar Jackson, so. Um, all right, let's talk about Quinn's team, then. Uh, man, this is a pretty good game for Quinn. Logan Thomas, man. Logan Thomas. 98 yards and a touchdown for Logan Thomas. Uh, by far his most yardage on the season. Tight end Westerer, back. Tight end Westerer, <laughs> locking in. Quinn is ready for the playoffs. He Justin, Justin time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so Johnny Smith uh, missed uh, the Titans game with an injury, his second game in a row. But... Uh, Logan Thomas stepping in. How does Adrian Peterson keep doing this? I don't get it. I mean, they're giving him a goal line. Plus, Swift is out now, so. Oh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, when Swift returns, Peterson is mostly worthless, but like. Uh, is Swift still concussed? Uh, I'm not. I think he's questionable for this week. No, but I thought you said he'd be back. 
That uh, that was hashtag fake well, news. From I mean, him. he'll be back presumably by the time Connor plays his next game, which is next week. No, but you thought he would be back this this week. Maybe. I don't know. And I was like, Evan, we must we mustn't assume with these concussions. Mm. Evan is a CTE truther. That's true. Yeah, it's all fake. <laughs> uh, so Quinn got Miles Gaskin back this week too. Pretty much twelve points. Yeah, that's that's what you want. I mean, getting like a Belkow type back, even one who is like as mediocre as Miles Gaskin, is pretty helpful. I'm very excited for this Quinn Joe matchup. <laughs> I think because like Gaskin is back and had a good week, and Logan Thomas is as good as you're gonna do at the you know wide, the tight end two you know, kind of fringe tight end one, tight end two landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see how many... Man, 21 carries for uh, Miles Gaskin. Yeah. They really... Plus they, he had 51 receiving yards, too. So Gaskin came back and they're just like, take everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else with Quinn's team? Uh, hmm. So, Devontae Booker uh, is the Raiders starting running back now that Josh Jacobs is out. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't great, his, but he did get 16 carries. He only had 50 yards. Uh, I mean, that's a little discouraging how kind of poor that is, but 16 carries is not nothing. Well, Jacobs is probably going to be out this week, too. Yeah. Um, they have the Colts, which is not a great matchup. Um, but like like you said, 16 carries is 16 carries. Like I don't right. really care who it's against. Mm-hmm. Like Just if you're flexing a guy who has 16 rushing opportunities against any defense like yeah if you if you break if you break one of those for a a 40 yard gain like yeah. or if you score a touchdown at all or if you score a touchdown at all yeah. yeah um it'll be interesting to see kind of oh okay so he's a, he has Perryman in um so I, I i think it's kind of like so Quinn you're kind of looking at Perryman, Higgins, Booker yeah, like Antonio Brown. AP if AP if uh, if Swift is still out. Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting. I don't want to tamper too much. I I try, during the regular season, I'm trying to do I'm trying to do a better job during fantasy playoffs of not being like, oh, you got to start this guy. Oh, you because that like if I was playing that person, I'd be like. But also, like that's what you get for listening to the pod, <laughs> you know. So uh, you get a little you get a little. Uh, Full pointer. Uh, all, all I'm gonna say is a <coughs> pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Would uh, you Would you concur with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love Brashad Perriman. Uh He had had a couple nice games, but I mean, I don't think you're getting consistent numbers out of the Jets' second wide receiver. So. What about Braxton? They Barry? are playing the Seahawks this week, though. Ben. Ooh. So. Could be a barn. Uh, you got to start him against the Seahawks, right? Ah. The Seahawks haven't been like quite as. Quite as terrible in the I, last few. I've years, been reading but. some stuff since since Seattle traded for Carlos Dunlap. Their uh, pass rush has been better, and they haven't been super bad. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, kind of normal bad, and yeah. not like all time worst bad. Yeah, yeah. Which is like when you're playing the Jets, who are almost all time worst yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Should we move on? Yeah. Let's talk about Ethan versus Tim. This one's also going to be a rematch this week. Uh, Ethan won this game 95 to 73, but Tim tanked and, and, uh, had three empty spots in his lineup. Tim listened to the pod. Yeah, Tim listened to the pod. <laughs> figured out that he could basically guarantee, guarantee himself another matchup with Ethan in the first round of the playoffs if he just lost this game, which he, which he did do on purpose. So, uh, That's the kind of, that's the kind of, uh, benefit you get from listening to the pod. You yeah. Get, 
Uh, so I went and checked it out, and uh, so it's it's a little hard to make apples to apples comparisons because if Tim had really been trying to win this game, he would have had to pick up a waivers tight end. So who knows how good that person does? But it seems likely. Or he could, he, or he could have just rode with an empty slot like I did. But if he had been really trying to win this game, he would have picked someone up, right? Um, oh yeah, true. But it looks like he might, even if he had been trying, he might have lost by like a couple of points. It would have been pretty tight. Uh, but Ethan did win by 23. Ethan's team has really turned around the last couple weeks. Yeah. Two solid weeks in a row after being really bad for like a month. Uh, with just some guys from injury coming back, you know, that's was a big deal for Ethan's team. And, uh, everyone is mostly healthy now, it seems like. And t- like T.Y. keeps doing it. Man, uh, yeah. so, so are we talking about Tim first or Ethan first? Let's talk about Ethan first. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, T.Y. is back. Yeah, like, man. I was so, I was so convinced that the T.Y. being dead hot take was not even a hot take. Yeah. I was just, like, he was just washed. He was scoring, like, less than three points every week. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Marvin Jones earlier in the pod. So Marvin Jones turned around, like, week seven. Like, T.Y. Hilton is doing the same thing, but starting, like, five weeks later. <laughs> 110 yards and a touchdown for T.Y. Uh, good to see. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that will continue. To be honest, like it's hard for me to look at the whole season's worth of work and say like, okay, this like two good games in a row is gonna continue, especially when one of those games is against the Titans, and the other is against the Texans. Like neither are great defenses, but he does get the Texans again in Week Fifteen, and he gets the Raiders this week. So it's not like great defenses that the Colts are playing. Yeah. Um. Also big for Ethan is David Montgomery. Uh, has has really had two really awesome weeks in a row. He scored two touchdowns this week. Um, I mean, like, David Montgomery is not the kind of person who you're, like, ecstatic about starting. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if he can do this kind of thing, he's going to be good enough for sure. I mean, he scored 23 points this week, so. Yeah, I mean, this is a big week from David Montgomery. We've talked about before, he's kind of like your typical, like, he's going to score 10 points every week mm-hmm. guy. Um, but this is like, when I, when I, I, I mean, we can talk about this more when we get to my team, but, um. Like, like Tim tanking to face Ethan again, I'm not sure if I would have done it because Ethan has some good matchups in Week 14. Mm. Um, ben Roethlisberger has the Bills, who you can throw on. Chicago has Houston, who they don't have a very good defense, right? All around, yeah. Um, and, and, and Robinson and Montgomery... Um, both well, get Houston. Zeke is playing the Bengals. Zeke is playing the Bengals. Yeah, with, definitely some nice matchups. Um, so, like Tim should still win. Yeah, like you know, Tim has the stronger team. But, but like when you're talking about tanking to face a certain like, like when I was thinking about because because I mean I had to I had to decide whether having the first overall pick in the selection draft was worth it, mm-hmm. and when I was looking at. Like, Ethan's team, I think, in a vacuum is slightly worse than Ryan and Henry. Mm-hmm. But given these matchups that Ethan has, it blurs it a little bit. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think, like, I don't think Ethan is such a desirable matchup that you have to have the first overall pick in the, in the selection. I don't, I don't, I, I, but hey, I, I love the gamesmanship from Tim. Let's, yeah. let's see how it goes. Fortune yeah. favors the bold. Uh, let's talk about Tim's team briefly then. Uh, shout out Cole Beasley. <laughs> Cool, Beasley, 130 yards and a touchdown. Like, uh, we're talking about guys who are going to be interesting in the draft next year. Where, where in the hell is Cole Beasley going to go? I mean, like, he's been really good. He has 800 receiving yards 
And he, but he's Cole Beasley, and like, is he even gonna be in the Bills next year? I like, I don't know what his contract situation is, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, that one's like, if you told me before the year that this would be Cole Beasley's stat line, I would have been. It's funny. It's confused. it's funny because we. I feel like I've mentioned the narrative before that like I I've noticed like when John Brown is out mm-hmm. that Cole Beasley does well, and that that's like very much been the like John Brown is on IR right now. And it's, like, that's kind of been the thing for, like, the second half of the fantasy season is, like, oh, yeah, like, when John Brown's out, like, you can lock in Beasley. It's gotten to the point where, like, I'm thinking, like, is Cole Beasley just better than John Brown? Yeah, I mean, so John Brown has played well when, when he has played this year. He doesn't play very much. But he's, like, um, he, but they're also different types of players. Like, yeah, like Brown that's, is, the, that's the weird thing. Brown is, like, a big play guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beasley's very boom much bust. A, a slot guy. Yeah. John Brown's, like, a Brandon Cooks kind of guy whereas Cole Beasley is like high four yeah it's it'll be interesting like Tim I, I definitely expect Tim to start Cole because John Brown I think Tim has so many good receivers too he's got Stefan Diggs Julio Jones and uh AJ Brown AJ Brown yeah like CD Lamb is like his fifth receiver <laughs> it's like all right um I do want to uh note as well uh, like an important development for Tim's team is that Cam Akers might have the Rams job now I mean like you hate to commit to anyone in that Rams running back room but Cam Akers got 21 carries this week yeah and that has not happened for him this year like by far his most carries he's had in the game his rookie season so I mean if Cam Akers is like the guy and he's gonna get 15 carries a week the rest of the season like that's a potentially league winning flip right there right now right now Tim has Akers in for Bernard um, so he's probably gonna start Gallman and Akers well, so Akers plays tonight, so he had to yeah. put him in. Um, yeah. Man, fantasy playoffs start tonight. Yeah, we're, Ooh. Already, Thursday. we're, already, we're already here. All right. Uh, yeah, also, for the record, not our fault that this is on Thursday. It's uh, Tuesday night football's fault. Yeah, we had to wait for the, the playoff draft to happen. So, uh, anything else on Tim's team? Uh, Tim's team is good. I, like, I don't know. That's all we got. All right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about my game with Jeff then. This one was kind of an embarrassing one. Uh, but Joe Joe uh, manages a playoff spot regardless. Uh, he, he beat me 68-61 to 61 in our rivalry match. I finished in last place in the league. Uh, <coughs> Joe's team, definitely a rough week. Uh, I mean, the big thing was Justin Herbert only putting up four points. First, first bad week of the year. Yeah, he, wow, like for real. Uh, he's had at least 14 points in every other game this season. Uh, they, they lost by 45 <laughs> to the Patriots. Um, that is, that is real bad. Yeah. Um, and even like like the rest of Joe's team was like fine. Uh, like he had some nice performances. Lavisca Chenault had uh, thirteen points. Like Deontay Johnson had a nice week. Thirteen points for him. Adam Thielen scored a touchdown. Um, like really like nothing super concerning from the rest of Joe's team. It's just that that Herbert game is is definitely a little bit of a red flag. Um. Let me see here. So Joe had to start Jordan Wilkins uh, for the uh, for James Conner, who was out with COVID. So flipping that back in the playoffs is definitely helpful. Jordan Wilkins, not a guy you want to be starting. but Especially with Jonathan Taylor kind of taking the reins back on that job. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Graham had a goose on the bench. Usually this wouldn't matter, but I don't know. Like Dallas Goddard isn't great. Um, Goddard's actually been pretty good. Oh, has he? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. he's had three straight games with 60 or more yards, which right. for a tight end is like right. heaven. You know? All right, yeah. God is good. So. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Joe seemed just had a solid week besides, besides Herbert. Herbert yeah. um, I mean, he would have been up, like, in the mid-80s if Herbert has done, had done his, like, normal thing, so. Yeah. Um, I'm not freaking out if I'm I picked up about this. I was playing a little bit of, I mean, I wouldn't even call it defense on Joe. Like, I, it, I, I picked up Jeff Wilson. Like, I just, I noticed that um, him and, him and Mostert and Wilson kind of split the backfield pretty evenly. Yeah. McKinnon didn't get any touches. Did you see Tevin Coleman? Nobody owns Tevin Coleman, but I wanted to mention that Tevin Coleman had negative 11 yards on two carries. <laughs> That's um, not great, yeah. I literally but. think that if I, for some ungodly reason, was an emergency NFL running back, I think I could... I think I could do negative 10 yards on two carries. Well, that's literally accept the handoff and then fall down. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I think you could do it. And then really hopefully I just get tapped on the ground and <laughs> I, don't, I don't get, like, James Harrison body slammed on the yeah. ground. Uh-huh. I always feel bad for, like, uh, you know, like, when you're a kid and you, like, are kind of wrestling with, like, a bunch of people, you know? Yeah. And, like, you wind up on the bottom and there, there's just, like, too much weight on top of you and you're against the ground and you feel, like, very claustrophobic yeah. in that moment. I always wonder if, like, football players feel that, too. Because they have a ton of weight on top of them when you're at the bottom of a pile. And that's got to be, like, a little bit scary or, like, you know. If you're claustrophobic at all, that's, like, a very tough situation to be in. I always wonder. Well, but they're football players, so they're probably used to this. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> I, was, I, was trying, I, I was trying to think of a way to take that. Some, I like the creative juices that are flowing. I, I, I was trying to think of a way to take that. Something I just couldn't think of one. I, I it's, guess, er, it's, I must, early, it's early in the morning. I it's must tough. have some, like, deeply buried, uh, you know, traumatic event. Oh, we're going to get fucking Freudian with this? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, I, I don't have anything more. Evan likes being on the bottom. <laughs> I don't have anything more to say about Joe's team. Yeah, I don't, Joe's a solid playoff contender. That's what I'll say. Joe's yeah. definitely not the favorite. Quinn versus Joe is going to be a fun Quinn's, game. Quinn versus Joe is going to be fun. The, the fact that one of Quinn versus Joe is going to be in the final four is awesome. It is. It I'm is. Because either of those guys is going to be these, I expect tons of trash talk in yeah. this game. It, it is going to be fun. Um, I am definitely not going to trash talk at all after my... Um, I sent Henry the, little, the lawyer boy thing, but... I just think after throwing, after my shenanigans last week, yeah, I feel like the fantasy gods are a little displeased. You gotta with watch me. the karma, yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't think it'd be a smart thing to do. So I'm excited for the Quinn Joe trash talk. Yeah. Um, like neither Quinn nor Joe are 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 the favorites, but if either of them were to win, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I mean, like, because one of them is gonna get to the semis, and then it's just two games, right? Like, right. Anything. And they both and they both have just like good enough players. Like Joe has, you know, we've gone through Joe's roster. Quinn, ha- Quinn has Aaron Jones, like Emma Holmes, yeah, Emma Holmes, right. Um, All right, uh, let's briefly discuss my team. Uh, Part one out for Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, I think that's his last time starting for me. Probably uh, is. I'm going to start Tannehill this week, and it sounds like Breeze is going to be back soon. But Taysom Hill uh, has been a useful fantasy player for three whole weeks at quarterback. Who'd have thunk? Uh, very happy for him. He like looked like a real QB in their game. So, two passing touchdowns. I will. Yeah, he's, first, the first two of his career. First right? two of his yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. I will say that two of his starts have been against the Falcons, which is maybe not. So it's not like an awesome. Hey, you can only play who's in front of you. That is true. Uh, so good on him. Uh, also wanted to shout out Frank Gore, who has like literally never been hurt in his entire career. Uh, I pick him up like the most injured fantasy team I've ever had. And then he uh, has one carry, immediately has a concussion, and leaves. <laughs> so, I don't love it. I'm ready for the season to be over. But that's all I have to say about my team. 
Yeah, I mean, your team had... I mean, J.K. Dobbins had 70, 70 in a touchdown. Let's see how many... Uh, 15, 15 carries. Yeah. I'm, or no, not 15. 11, 11, 11 carries. I'm encouraged by that. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Good to see. Um, the Rams guys were both fine, as they normally are. Yeah. Uh, so, are we just saying hashtag rip Kenny Galladay? Are they going to shut him down? It, it certainly seems like it. He's been out a long time now. Uh, he's yeah. missed five... Five and a half games, basically. Once you put a guy on IR, can you put him on IR again? Can you uh, just like can you, you just can you just keep putting a guy on IR? I mean, you can just leave him on there. You don't have to take him off after three weeks. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. You can leave him on as long. As Has he ever even been on IR? No, that's the thing. They haven't put him on IR. That's so annoying. Like when teams so, like so when teams when teams don't like evaluate stuff or like like diagnose correctly and yeah. they think I like I I did the same thing. I had fucking Alshon Jeffrey, which this was the dumbest thing I did all fantasy season. But I had Alshon Jeffrey on my team for like three weeks mm-hmm. because. They they said he was on IR, and so it was like, oh yeah, he's gonna come back after X week, and then he just kept not being active, and I was like, yeah. With the Galladay thing, you wanted so it's like a hip injury, which are, those are always weird. I feel like so yeah, maybe they just thought like, oh, it'll be like two weeks, maybe we'll get him back. Um, but yeah, it's been five and a half, so well, we'll see. Even I'm, if you, I'm not super counting on him, but like I'm not gonna drop him either, right? Because if he plays in like week fifteen, then I'm starting him. But Even if he plays this week, he gets a nice date with uh, Jair Alexander, so... Yeah, I'd still do it, though. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. I don't well, know. I, I like... Okay, so I'm starting I'm starting Woods and Cup and Chark at wide receiver. Oh, uh, did you already drop... Oh, you dropped Zach Moss, right? Who'd you pick I up? I dropped Moss. Uh, I picked up Ty Johnson. I would start Ty Johnson. Um... Yeah, I mean we'll see. I, I put it. I, I put it. I don't know. I think. So I, I think. I would not. I would not start Galladay. I think you. I think you got. You got. I mean, obviously, if McCaffrey plays, he's a start. Yeah. Um, I think the real question is, do you start Fournette or Galladay in place of uh, Frank Gore? And I think the answer is Fournette. That's just my opinion. If, I think Gore's Gore's probably not even playing now. So I don't know. Because we'll well, you're not going to start Gore and Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or do you? Yeah, that would be that's a, a path to victory. All right, uh, let's talk about your game then, Ben. Uh, not that there's that much to talk about. Uh, so Ben, you tank this one. the The hardest tanking job I've ever seen in this league. You only had two players in your lineup because you needed to uh, lose by what was it like fifty four or yeah. something to Andrew in order to tank get, is harsh in order to get the two seed that you wanted uh, to avoid Tim in uh, this in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, so let's talk about Andrew's team mostly then. So okay. he put up 85 points, so it was like an okay week for him. Uh, <laughs> very much a standard week uh, for him. Justin Jefferson, 18 points. Dalvin Cook, 18 points. Melvin Gordon has had very much a Jonathan Taylor esque uh, bounce back. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's had a few games in a row now of like 12 to 15 carries. The Broncos are not an amazing offense, so he's not always going to do a ton with that volume, but he did have 131 rushing yards this week. Um, and they have some favorable matchups down the stretch, some yeah. not great defenses on their schedule. So I could see Gordon being a, a pretty useful guy here in the playoffs for Andrew. Um, Henry Ruggs also had one of his better games as a pro, 84 yards and a touchdown, uh, including that uh, last-second touchdown to win it for the Raiders. Uh, which does that even count? Yeah, um, <laughs> it wasn't even a real touchdown. Say, wait, say that last part. Like, again. like the Jets weren't even bothering to play like NFL defense on that play. 
Oh, was that that last play of the game where yeah, yeah. Greg Williams got fired for it? Yeah. Because uh-huh. uh, they because they they brought the house on yeah. fucking like the last the hill. I there. love that Greg Williams got fired for one play. I and he would have been I fired was so like when I when I heard what had happened. That he like brought the house on this hail mary yeah. and got fucked, and because because he he leaves, well it wasn't even a hail mary. It was just like he left one on one coverage, yeah. and after the game, I think the corner said something like, um, "We have to execute better, but you have to help us out." Yeah, it, kind yeah. of a thing. And, it, and I was like, "That's totally fair." And then like three hours later, Greg Williams was fired, <laughs> and I was so because like I don't know I don't know if the people some some of the people listening know Greg Williams, but. He was part of the Saints Bounty Gate yeah. thing, and also I, was a part of the uh, Owen sixteen Browns team. A couple. Of I am not. Ago. I am not by any means a Vikings fan. Uh, like I'm not. I'm not coming at it from that angle. But like Bounty Gate was objectively bullshit. Yeah. Like that was like, and, and the fact that like he still has a job. I don't get how he keeps getting like, jobs. Like he's. Like been a defensive coordinator for a bunch of terrible teams, he's bo- and he's he bo- has the bounty gate thing. Right, like, he's he's both like a shitbag and also like incompetent. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, and so it. I was just like, God, like I, I can't imagine like how much of an asshole that guy is. Uh, I was just so it, it was so satisfying seeing that guy get fired like the like three hours after that play happened. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Andrew also had two guys in this game put up zero points. <laughs> Jarek McKinnon put up a zero and Kyle Rudolph put up a zero so kind of a weird, a weird yeah it's fucking it's called fucking karma for going off a year and Andrew fucking starts Jared Cook every fucking game all year because he's the fucking Murray Cook team and then he benches Jared Cook and, so a touchdown. and, and yeah that's that's what he fucking gets fucking Rudolph goosing him yeah I assume, that, I assume that Cook will be right back in that starting lineup for the playoffs and I assume he'll stay there so yeah this is good. I, I think the one week straying, Andrew, you know, he's he's realized that he, he's straight up in the path and he's gonna be on the straight and narrow. Now. You have to you have to go to the dance with who brung you, whatever the fuck the Dance fr- with the one that brung you. Yeah. Uh Alright, let's talk about your team, Ben. But I only want to talk about the guys who are in the starting lineup. That's what we do on this podcast. So Is it? Uh so Ben's starting lineup. Uh let's go through everyone in the starting lineup. Uh so James Robinson scored seventeen points and Derrick Henry scored five. That's it. I think we should spend this time. I'm I'm sure I I got some texts from some some people in the league. <laughs> Wait, multiple? With, who are essentially who are essentially like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so here here is the thing. We we I I will I will keep this brief. Evan alluded to it. So essentially, like, so how this had to work was. And I'm not gonna pretend that I fucking forty chest this shit galaxy brain. But when I talked about last week that Tim could throw the game to get the five seed and guarantee himself Ethan, mm-hmm. if and I said that not thinking like, oh, if he does this, this is all part of my like evil plan. Like, but if but if Tim were to have won that game, if Tim won last week and Quinn lost, Tim moves up to third. If I throw this game and fall to second, we're on the same side. Uh-huh. But seeing I saw leading up to the noon slate that Tim had benched or I saw during the, cause I luckily, I only had two guys in the noon slate. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I got to roll with these two guys. Cause I don't want to tip my hand to Andrew either. And so I, cause he had Kyler playing at three and I really needed Kyler to play to get the point differential. Right. Which it ended up not mattering. Andrew could have benched all of his guys and, and, uh, 
gotten second on yeah. differential, but he just like rolled with it. But um, if if Tim had won and Quinn had lost, he would have moved up to third. In which case, tanking would have bit me in the butt. And I'm like pretty risk averse. I I had decided like if Tim hadn't tanked, like if if going up to the three o'clock slate, if Tim was like over eighty percent to win. And Quinn was, like, over 80% to lose, then I wasn't going to throw mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But if both of those... Or then I was going to throw it. But if both of those things... If Tim was, like, definitely going to win or Quinn, and Quinn was definitely going to lose, then I wasn't going to. But it just... Yeah, so, so Tim tanking really helped me because it almost didn't work anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, but Tim... Seeing Tim visibly tank... Helped me decide. Well, it's like, okay, so Tim is throwing it. So Tim is going to be the five because nobody's going to draft Tim. Yeah. And so if I throw my game to get down to the two, Tim will go to the other side. And I just didn't, I just didn't view having the choice of Henry versus Ryan as being super advantageous. I was just going to take whoever Andrew didn't pick. So Um, I will say that, you know, as commissioner, I've been thinking, how do we prevent this blatant tanking from happening. You know, this isn't best for the health of the league. I agree. That, uh, you know, we, we have not only you, but Tim also doing a smaller tank. <laughs> it, it was kind the of... final week of the season. It was kind of funny. Sorry, not to... Sorry, I interrupt you. But it was, it was funny that, like, <laughs> Tim tanked, and I, like, response tanked. <laughs> yeah. It was... It, but, then, but then Tim backtracked a little bit, which was annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, like, tried to save face a little bit and, like, throw some... I, I was like, I was telling Evan, I was like, Tim, you just gotta fuck it. Cause so Tim, Tim benched some guys in his noon slate and then put a couple of guys back in, in his three thirty slate mm-hmm. and then, and then took the rest of those guys out. I was like, Tim, you gotta, you gotta just own it. So uh, I have a couple ideas for how to fix this. So it sounds like our, uh, the pool money that we all pay in at the beginning of the year is going to increase by some amount for next year. So we're going to have a little bit more money to throw around. I agree. I think so, I think I think the regular season title being twenty dollars. So it was not like I was thinking in my head because I because I did. Cause, sorry, I interrupted you again. But like I did sacrifice a lot. Like I sacrificed the regular season title. I sacrificed rivalry week with Andrew. Exactly. Uh, I sacrificed the the twenty dollars. But if that twenty dollars was a hundred dollars, yeah, there's no way I do this. Well, so I think like, yeah. So my two ideas are like. Number one, like up the regular season title to a fifty dollar prize. So you're probably not doing this for fifty bucks either, right? It, it gets close because, because like if if I at the end of the day, what I care about most is winning Schaefer Bowl. Mm-hmm. If I think if I think that doing this thing gives me a material chance, however small the material impact, if I think there's a material chance that this improves my shot at Schaefer Bowl, like I will do it. Yeah. If avoiding Tim in the semis, if doing this thing to guarantee myself to avoid Tim in the semis, if that cost me 20 bucks in the regular season title, like, I've won the regular season title before and lost to Connor in the first round in a 1-8 matchup, and you know how that felt? It felt, it felt, it, it felt... Okay, at least you had 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> at least I had 20 bucks. Like, I've literally been in the position before, and I think that may have helped me in this situation, like, I've literally been in the position before where, like, I did win the regular season. I did win the $20. And then I just, like, lost in the playoffs. And I just, like, didn't care. So, my other idea um, to kind of juice up Rivalry Week a little bit is to have $10 of everyone's pool money dedicated to a Rivalry Week uh, standalone bet. So, like, you, you know, like, me and Joe playing Rivalry Week. uh, 
if I win, I get Joe's $10 from that portion of the pool. I also get my 10 back, right? So just having a little bit of extra edge on that game, I think would be fun too. So I think, I think both ideas. I think those are good ideas. Um, those are both uh, things we could discuss with the owner's Zoom call. <laughs> rip. Uh, rip, rip owner's meeting. Uh, but I, what I think, I, I was also reflecting on this because I did acknowledge to Andrew and Evan via group chat that this was a lame thing for me to do. Uh, but I think we were t- discussing several weeks, weeks ago about, well, I don't know, I actually don't know if we've discussed it on the pod, but we talked about changing the playoff format mm-hmm. and that would immediately dissuade almost all incentive to tank. I mean, if we, and, I mean especially if we have So if we did top seven, yeah. well, so if we did top six plus a wild card, number one seed gets a buy. Mm-hmm. Like obviously the buy is the crown jewel the you know the holy grail like you, you're not gonna tank you're not gonna tank right. from a from a from a buy like the exactly. buy is everything and so if we change the playoff format to seven teams make it top six plus a wild card and the number one seed gets a buy yeah I think that would that definitely helps and maybe me maybe me and Tim's shenanigans helps the argument <laughs> and yeah. it's it's ironic because yeah. I think Tim and I are like two of the people who want you got to put another flaw in the system to <laughs> get it fixed yeah um yeah I think that's good my, my one thing being that Yahoo is not very flexible with playoffs and they don't have 17 playoffs <laughs> so uh, that would be annoying but you know something to something to consider for sure as a rule change uh Ben are we ready to make our picks um is it that time of the pod let me just see if I if I miss anything um so, oh, I want to make a mention that in that Pats in that Pats Chargers game that ended forty five zero, I mentioned this in the group chat, but Gunner Olszewski, <laughs> uh, who played cornerback at Bemidji State, Go uh, had a punt return touchdown, and I saw this funny tweet after the game that was kind of talking about his like his story, his rise, mm-hmm. and it and it said, uh, Gunner Olszewski has has a great has a great story. Never played football until Bill Belichick met him at Bass Pro Shops working as a cashier and asked him to try out for the team. <laughs> what? It's a joke. It's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was pretty funny. Um, one other thing I learned today was I was, I was, on, some, I was on some message boards and uh, I learned that if you had had a Jameis... So last year, like, so this, it was with Carson Wentz being bad this year. He's not as good as Jameis was last year, but people were joking about stacks. And if you had had a, because people usually just talk about like quarterback wide receiver stack or running back wide receiver stack, but people were talking about the coveted last year having a the Jameis Winston opposing defense stack, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I thought was hysterical. And, and someone and someone made the point of of I did this last year, and it was weird emotions. Once the Buccaneers got inside the 50, because once you get inside the 50, a pick six is worth more than a passing touchdown. <laughs> For, so if Jameis Winston gets in, if you have Jameis Winston and the opposing defense, he gets inside the 50. If he throws a pick six, it's better for you than if he throws a... I love it. Which I, I doubt. That's pretty great. Yeah, I thought that was, I just thought, it's super random, but pretty funny. Uh, um, but yeah, we, we, we can get into picks. All right, uh, let's do the two consolation matchups first because they're obviously less important, and then we'll uh, wrap up with the playoff teams. So uh, first consolation game is me versus Nick. I'm picking myself, uh, assuming CMC plays. Like, God damn it. 
Christian. Like, <laughs> he has a new a new quad injury, like, after he, his he, shoulder yeah, He, like, tweaked it last week God or something. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, assuming McCaffrey plays, like, my lineup looks a lot better with him in it. Uh, and Nick is without Antonio Gibson. Todd Gurley is kind of hurt. Um, I do feel the most confident I've felt in several weeks <laughs> about my team, so... Yeah, um, do we know if this game's actually happening, though, or is it Schrodinger's That's a good point, yeah. The consolation, Yahoo doesn't do consolation bracket for 18 playoffs, which is very annoying. Uh, so this game is only sort of happening in our minds. It's happening off the record. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I got Evan's team. Um, I don't really even care if McCaffrey plays. Uh, I'm not, I think if McCaffrey doesn't play, uh, Nick will win. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> gonna score sometimes I do the pussy thing where I'm like, oh, if so-and-so plays. And I've done some reflection, and when I'm making these picks, it's a little bit of a wimp dick mm. uh, way to make a pick to be like, oh, like, yeah. if so-and-so plays, then I pick other team. I got to just roll with one. I'm rolling with Evan. Gibson's going to be out. Gurley's going to be irrelevant. Um, I got Evan. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other consolation first round game is Jay versus Tom, a rematch from this week, like we talked about. So Tom just beat Jay by thirty four. So I'm picking Tom. Uh, there's definitely a chance that Tyreek Hill puts up twenty five for Jay and he squeaks this one out. But uh, I think Tom's team as a whole is playing better right now. So yeah. that's what I'm taking. Tom just dropped the fucking bag for our podcast. So I'm <laughs> picking like Tom is gonna fucking walk the. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some phrase, but Tom's Tom's, Tom's gonna win. Tom's gonna win. Tom's gonna beat up Jay. I'm sorry. I I also heard that later later this month Jay and Tom are gonna go on a ski together. Ooh. Uh, so hopefully when Tom beats Jay for a second week in a row, Tom when they meet up is gonna be obnoxious about it. I like it. Because that because uh, having that be drawn one one is not a narrative we. Yeah, you, you you want the sweep here, but it's hard yeah. to beat a team twice. No, 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 no. It's hard to be a team three times. <laughs> Luckily, nobody ever has to play anyone else three times in our league. Uh, all right, moving on to the playoffs. Uh, the one seed, Andrew, takes on Ryan in the first round. Uh, this is going to be a pretty tight game, but I see two advantages for Ryan that make me, are going to make me pick him. Uh, he's got Travis Kelsey. Andrew's going to be starting Jared Cook. And Ryan is starting the safe defense against the Eagles. Andrew's starting the Bills defense against the Steelers. So just like two little advantages that I think Ryan is going to uh, have on, in his favor. I'm picking Ryan. Um, I got Andrew. I think, I think Andrew's team is just across the board um, besides tight end and like defense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I'm making my pick. <laughs> uh, so like Evan makes a good point that like tight end and defense, Ryan does have advantages. But everywhere else, I think Andrew has... Well, so like Kyler and Deshaun Watts. I mean, Kyler's. We kind of we kind of left out before. Kyler's been like kind of bad with the shoulder yeah. thing, mm-hmm. but like it's also Kyler. Like I don't know. Yeah. But like, if we're looking like Kyler versus Watson, maybe call it a watch. But like Jefferson's better than Claypool. Godwin's better than Debo. Melvin Gordon's the starter, and Philip Lindsay's the backup. Uh, <laughs> Dalvin Dalvin Cook is better than um, Jonathan Taylor. I, I These guess, are fair points. I, <laughs> I guess you look at the flexes like Latavius Murray. Might get outscored by Landry, but Ruggs and Parker is a wash. If anything, Ruggs is probably a little, like Parker is Tua going to be back? Who knows? I don't. I got Landry. All right. Uh, next game. So the winner of that game will play the winner of this game. Ethan versus Tim. Uh, I'm picking Tim. I think this is a fairly easy pick. Tim's team has been a lot better than Ethan's throughout the year, despite the fact that he's seated lower. 
Tim is a little banged up. AJ Brown and Josh Jacobs are both questionable. I don't think Jacobs is going to play. Brown might play. Um, but Tim has uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks defense against the Jets, and that that's hard to pick against. I'm going David over Goliath here. Ooh. I think Ethan's going to pull this one out versus Tim. Um, I think Ethan sees what Tim did throwing the game yeah. to get the matchup. And I think Ethan, Ethan has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think, uh, I also just think it'd be kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it would be. It's kind of just the main thing. I think, it, I think it would just be kind of funny to have, uh, have Ethan win this game. Yeah. Um, but like we, like we said before, like Roethlisberger's got Buffalo. That's not a bad matchup. Chicago has Houston. That's a pretty good matchup for Robinson and Montgomery. Zeke's got Cincinnati. T.Y.'s got, I mean, I could easily see Indy, Las Vegas being a shootout. Um, I don't know, like, obviously Tim's team is better than Ethan's team, but, like, there is a path for victory. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, if Jacob, like, I think Jacobs is going to be out. I'm yeah. not quite sure why Ethan has him in his starting lineup, I guess. Maybe it's just for the intimidation factor. I like it. Um, but I would, I guess he would just put in Cole Beasley, so. Cole Beasley will probably put up, like, 30. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I th- I just think I just think like there is a path to victory for Ethan, and if there is a path, I think it'd be a funny narrative. Yeah, it would be. All right, uh, the three seed Quinn is playing Joe. Uh, I'm picking Joe. I think this is going to be fairly close too. But a couple things that I like for Joe's team this week: he's got Justin Herbert playing the Falcons, and uh, he's also going to be starting Robbie Anderson, who's the only Panthers wide receiver who doesn't have COVID. It sounds like Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are going to be out. Really? Uh, yeah. So, Anderson, locked and loaded, like, going to get a ton of volume there. So, I'm picking Joe. I didn't know that. That's some good uh, insight. That's some good analysis from Evan. Um, this is probably the matchup I'm most excited about. This is going to be fun. I think yeah. I am more excited for this matchup than my own matchup. <laughs> um, God, this is a tough... I, I think I think at this point, like I say this in like about like real life real life sports all the time. Like I just kind of root for narratives at this point. Like I've watched so much sports in my life that I just kind of root for like what would be the like kind of the fuckiest fun thing to have happen. Mm-hmm. And I think Quinn winning would just be yeah hysterical for just I I'm so excited for the trash talk in this game. Like I I'm going with Quinn just because like. God, it'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the winner of that game will play the winner of your game, Ben versus Henry. Uh, I'm picking you, Ben. This is also not a very hard pick. Uh, you have the better team, plus you've kind of intentionally constructed your lineup to have good matchups in the playoffs, uh, a lot more than most other playoff teams have done because those other teams were, were scraping to make the playoffs. So uh, I'm picking you. Uh, yeah, fuck, I hope I win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, like, God, like, I'm picking myself, but, like, man, uh, yeah, I think... I, I noticed you're slapping up a 117-point projection, which is pretty high. I think, <laughs> one thing I noticed with Henry's team, I was kind of looking up, I was trying, I was kind of trying to, like, pretend, like, if I was Andrew, who I would pick, like, Ryan or Henry, mm-hmm. and I did notice that Henry has some tough matchups, and I know, like, matchups only matter, like, so much, but, like... You know, I think, like, like, like the Vikings... I know, for some reason, everyone thinks that Tampa is this, like, shitty defense now that the Chiefs, like, passed on them for a lot of yards, but, like, it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Um, I, like, I think, like, I, like, Amari Cooper has Cincinnati. That's not uh, a hard matchup, but, like, 
Ayuk's got football team. Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb is gonna do Nick Chubb things, but like the Ravens will probably prevent him from going totally bananas. Um, yeah, the Chiefs are playing the Dolphins. That's a tough. Waller is gonna do Waller things, but the Colts will probably prevent him from getting thirty like he did last week. Um, QT is playing the Bears. Yeah, QT is playing the Bears. McKissick's got the Niners. So I mean, like, I I will say like I think Henry has a good team. It's just he has his 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 team has some tough matchups this week. All right, um, but yeah, like, fuck. I hope that went. Well, it's gonna. I'm be so a- I'm so tight butthole right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be an exciting week, Ben. I know everyone is pumped for this week, except for Connor and Tony sitting on the sidelines with their consolation prize. <laughs> uh, but everyone else is pretty pumped about the action this week. So yeah. mostly excited for Quinn versus Joe. But I can't wait to see all these other games as well. Yeah. One thing I am bummed about looking at my like page is, uh, something I care about almost more than the the $20 or the regular season title is like, I was assuredly going to get over 1300 total points this year, mm. which is an average, average 100. 100 a week. And like, I really wanted it. And oh God, it's so hard. Like, seeing my average at 97.9. Oh God. Oh, well, well. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it works out. Yeah. But yeah, Evan, you need to step up your game because I think, I think this pod would be more fun in weeks like 12, 13, 14. If, like you were as tight butthole as me, but like for the last for the last like three weeks, you're just like, oh, I'm gonna start Taysom Hill because it'd be funny, <laughs> and like you're just like kicking it back, relaxing, and I'm just like over here, just like I've been just like a nervous wreck for like three weeks. Yeah, well, Ben, you also had a shot uh, at the all time scoring record. You needed to score ninety points that you wound up with. So if you had scored like. 110, 115, uh, you would have uh, been the all-time highest scoring team in our league. I don't think I did that well this week. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, you wouldn't have gotten it, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I would have had to pick up a quarterback. Was the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which I didn't want to do. All right, is that all we got, Ben? Um, yeah, I mean, we're it's here. Fantasy playoffs, playoffs start tonight in like eight hours. Can't wait. All right, well... Queer eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose.